I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. the round ball rock podcast starring dave schilling sydney wicks jim paxson joey divine nicholas batum jeff petrie sean keen Featuring Patreon names, Mousehouse Book CEO Mosley the Dog. Check out Mousehouse Books. Their CEO is a dog. Thank you, Damon Agnos. Musical guest, Portugal the Man. And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock. Back with a Wednesday episode I said we weren't going to do because a lot of ridiculous stuff happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like every time we're like, things are pretty slow. Well, here we go. Finishing our recording at 1 a.m. on a Sunday night. Uh, clearly, a bunch of things aren't going to happen immediately after <laughs> we stop recording. And then... Uh, then Magic Johnson proved that uh, the early bird gets the worm. Uh, things were so weird that we're not even going to talk about Yan Sanders becoming the permanent head coach <laughs> of the Timberwolves, but... <laughs> Which is like... <laughs> I was excited about it because, you know, I love Yan Sanders. Should we... Yeah. My my quick thoughts on Yan Sanders, mm-hmm. where I was like, "Hell yeah, Yan Sanders!" Like, keep it in the family. Yeah, like, that's uh, tight, and then, dude. And then the people I know who are like familiar with the Timberwolves are like, they had the worst defense in the entire league <laughs> after he got hired. 
And I'm like, oh, and they were like, Andrew Wiggins especially uh, did not respect him. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't think he said that. But uh, yeah, the defense was bad, apparently. But congratulations. Yeah, keep it in the you family. Look, well. You might as I've well. I've said it before. It is hilarious that in 2019, there's a Midwest franchise being run like a 1950s grocery store. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> really into it. Um <laughs> uh, before we start talking about real basketball, though, a couple of things just off the bat. Uh, send us messages at Round Rock Pod on Twitter, at roundrockpod at gmail.com, or at the phone number in the description of this episode. Um, also, if you like the show enough to um, donate to us, you can always do that at patreon.com slash roundrockpod. Um, where we've got a bunch of great bonus tiers, um, and we would like to do this for a living. We are more than halfway to our goal, by the way, uh, which if we hit $1,000 a month, mm-hmm. Sean and I will read and recap Kobe Bryant's dumbass book, The Wizard Series Training mm-hmm. Day, Training Camp. Training Camp, Yeah. Uh, the wizard, wizard in breaking training. All right. Um, (laughs) speaking. Oh, if you can't afford to do that, though, we understand because Sean and I both can't afford to do a lot of things we want to do, but you can still Uh help us out. You can tell your friends about the show. You can tweet about the show. You can, um, uh, uh, carrier pitch in about the show. You could. Start a subreddit about the show. No nine gag though. We do not want to be on nine gag. Um, <laughs> uh, or you could just give us five star reviews and a uh, five stars and a review on iTunes, um, mm-hmm. which uh, apparently helps. That's what other podcasts say, and we are followers. We got to get the algorithm working in my favor, right? <laughs> yeah, just... definitely. <laughs> Um, Sean, how are you doing tonight? You had a big show. How'd it go? Oh, I just had to. Re- I just rehearsed for the show oh. and did all the tech. The the big show is tomorrow it's night. My bad. Actually. I thought it was tonight. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. Look, we can still promote it. The Everything yeah. Report live at the clubhouse in Los Feliz. So it's Club. tonight. It is tonight when people are listening mm-hmm. to this. It will be imminent. Uh, uh yeah, it's just the uh, live version of the. Minute-long Instagram fake news show, The Everything Report. Very cool. Yeah. Um, there was a reason I asked you how your night was going, but now I forget. So let's get to reader mail. <laughs> Woohoo! This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it reader mail? It is confusing for robots. All right, our friend John Sullivan wrote us and says, quote, So that was weird when Zach Lowe and Kevin Arnavist started openly speculating about what would happen if the Pelicans told Anthony Davis they wouldn't trade him and he could waste another year of his career uh, if he'd wanted to. Kevin in particular seemed to think that maybe they should try that rather than just doing the reasonable thing and trading a dr- disgruntled employee. When did they become cops? Have they always been cops? 
Do they have secret burner accounts where they single boosted David Clark and say things like, "If my employees ever went on strike, I'd shit the I'd shut the company uh, down rather than be held hostage by the people I pay." So my question, Sean, yes, is are Zach Lowe and Kevin Arnovitz cops? Well, it's not my question; it's John Sullivan's. Are they cops? And if so, when did they become cops? Um, I think Kevin Arnovitz is more of a cop than Zach Lowe, I would say. Um, Kevin Arnovitz is like that hip... If he's a cop, he's like that hipster cop New York had yeah. during the uh, Occupy Wall Street. Remember? It was like, look oh. at this cool cop. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I can talk to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that yeah. cop, by the way. <laughs> the internet was in way too good a place during Occupy Wall Street that no one was like, hey, fuck this cop that dresses like he's at the McCarran pool. I mean, they were lucky enough that it was an era where a lot of people were just tweeting things like, is getting lunch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kevin Arnovitz is, he's like, if he is a cop, though, he's like Poirot. I know Poirot's oh, yeah, not he, a cop, he, but like, no, you know, but, well, who's but, the fanciest detective? Who's the fanciest cop? Uh, Poirot, Poirot is pretty fancy. But he's uh, not a cop, a, right? He's a butler who just happens to solve murders. No, he's a he's a detective. He's like a private detective. Okay, good. Well, he was like a police chief in France. Oh, no, Belgium. Sorry. Well, I was going to say, uh, when I had that tweet that got, went viral calling Detective Pikachu a, a cop, many people decided to tell me over and over again that being a private detective is not a cop. Um, so if Poirot, but Poirot was a cop, right? He's not Detective Pikachu. Well, if you're, if, if you're a private detective, aren't you pretty cop adjacent? I see. I didn't right? say this to answer the question uh, because, you know, you don't feed the trolls or whatever. Right, but uh, right. it depends on the private detective, I would say. Like, Shaft is not a cop. That's true. But Veronica Mars is a cop. Yeah. Right? Isn't that right. the no, spectrum yeah, 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 of yeah, private absolutely. detectives? <laughs> I think that's I think that's correct. Like, like where would you... Um, yeah, 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 exactly. In fact, I would argue that Veronica Mars is more of a cop than Bosch is. Because Bosch it, lives so outside the law. Yeah, because Bosch has so much disdain for the politics of police work, you know? Right, 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 right. <laughs> Where Veronica Mars is like, my dad's a cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're friends. Um, <laughs> I'm actually solving crimes. I don't really have clients in the same way normal private detectives yeah. <laughs> do. Like, I... I have to. I have to solve like acts of terrorism. Right, here's a question, Sean: Is Encyclopedia Brown a cop? Um, that's close because <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, he's always facing off with a gang, mm -hmm. Bugs Meany and the Tigers. Um, but. I don't I don't think I think they are a gang but only in the context of Encyclopedia Brown. Mhm. Mm so you know they're I mean? not like, like, like uh the Mongols. <laughs> no, I feel like they're more like the tallest kids in their grade. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Who have like me and dads or something, you know. <laughs> um he operates out of I'm trying to think 
No, he's a cop. His dad is the chief of police. Encyclopedia okay. Brown is definitely All a right. cop. Are the Hardy Boys cops? Ooh. <laughs> the Hardy Boys are feds, I think. <laughs> is Nancy kinda... Drew a cop? <laughs> Ooh. I think Nancy Drew is definitely a cop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is This is a weird one. But is Harriet the spy a spy or a cop? Ooh. Uh, she is closer to being a spy than a cop because I don't think she wants to bring people to justice. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, so you heard it here first. Encyclopedia Brown, uh, plants evidence on innocent, on innocent gang members. I think if people knew more about Encyclopedia Brown, like, like, some of the 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 defense lawyers in Smallville were mm-hmm. like, "Well, was there anything weird about the investigation?" And I'm like, "Well, there was one thing. The chief of police uh, brought his ten year old son, <laughs> and uh, he actually he assisted in solving the murder." Uh, Sherlock <laughs> like, Holmes, dirty cop. Yeah, he's a dirty cop. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, like Shaq. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, that being said, Kevin Arnovitz, I don't think he's, I mean, he's a cop in the way Kamala Harris is a cop. He's like neo-lib as hell. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and he's like. Not he, to he use probably, a word where I mean, I'm just calling something I don't necessarily like neo-lib, which is a, <laughs> a thing people tend to do, I think. But, yeah, I, think uh, I think that's probably right. Um <laughs> I could see Arnovitz as being like like I just think he is kind of rules oriented, mm-hmm. I think. And so Well, he sees life as a fancy dinner menu. Right, right. Right. <laughs> and so and so crime really falls into just the general category of disorder, mm-hmm. which he really dislikes. Um, right. Is Zach Lowe a cop? I don't think Zach Lowe's a cop. What is Zach Lowe then? <laughs> He's like a neighborhood watch captain. <laughs> oh, that's even worse than being a cop. <laughs> well, he's like, I'm trying to think. Is he like, do you think, do you think Zach Lowe comments on uh, the, those like neighborhood apps? No, I don't. I don't think so either. I think he's like, he's not a neighborhood watch yeah, captain. I think that's Zach Lowe is like that cop that, uh, Reply All did a story about, about the guy who created, like, crime scores in New York oh, City. Yeah, yeah. And, like, uh, then they used his own system against him, basically. And he was like, this isn't what it's for. And they're like, we don't care. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, yeah, what? Yeah, what is that called? Crime stat or whatever. Yeah. Comstat. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, which, by the way, small- the guy who invented Comstat incredibly interesting story behind that i hate to mention other podcasts within a question about another podcast but it is it is one of the better podcast episodes i've ever heard about this fascinating dude yeah uh who was a math slash subway cop uh yeah well and also like uh obsessed with celebrity yeah uh wore super fancy clothes uh also obsessed yeah. with making his team of subway cops dress in like 
funny costumes on the subway. Like, you're going to be a punk. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, John Sullen also adds, very cool that Zach referred to the entire Mavericks franchise getting me too as whatever else is going on there. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that there's so much... It feels like it should be mentioned more when talking about, like, organizational things Mm -hmm. about the Mavericks. Like, I understand that you don't need to bring it up when you're just writing about Luka. Mm -hmm. But when you're just talking about, like, the draft and administrative moves, like, I feel like it should come up more that – or someone should be like, hey, uh, let's check back in. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, because – are we just trusting the Mavs that like everything's just cool now? Uh they hired a woman, Sean. Yeah, yeah. So it's fine. <laughs> um But I will look, in Zach's defense, uh mm. There have been times where I've been like, oh, I need to mention this, but I don't want to because it leads oh, right. to more stuff and I'm trying to talk about something else. <laughs> Uh, specifically when Chris Tapp's Porzingis is involved. Oh, um, yeah. It gets difficult. Um, but again, uh, yeah, fuck the Mavs. It's basically where I've landed, right? Yeah, man. Look, Dirk's gone. The only redeeming... I mean, Luca's great, too, but, you know, um, everything else. Yeah, Don, Donnie Nelson is, like, the worst possible son Don Nelson could have, too. Like, we're yeah. still, okay, we, I I still think of him fondly just because he's Don Nelson's son, but he's not cool like his dad. No. It's I a mean, real Luke, Luke Walton, Bill Walton vibe going on there. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like, the apple fell insanely far from the tree. (laughs) I think you could probably make a good movie about the life of Donnie Nelson. I mean, the Lithuanian basketball team stuff was pretty cool, but... Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I kind of think... Actually, now I'm like, uh, he works for the Mavs, though. Yeah, yeah, I kind of think... Look, my dad were Don Nelson. Uh-huh. And Mark Cuban fired my dad, and they were suing each other. I think I probably would have left. Yeah, like find another job. <laughs> <laughs> you he, drafted and traded for Dirk Nowitzki. I think you'd get another job. <laughs> yeah, and your dad's Don Nell. Like you have a lot of credentials. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, go to leave the guy who fired your dad, and yeah. then suit your dad. <laughs> Um, should we talk about the news? Oh, uh, yeah, let's do it. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right. In our first top story, the biggest story everyone in the NBA is talking about. Uh, John Vanderslice, independent musician, uh, producer of albums by the Mountain Goats, I believe Super Chunk, I don't know, he's produced a lot of good stuff, uh, tweeted, 
Kevin Durant's assistant just called me to check an avail time for Kevin Durant to record at Tiny Telephone, which is his studio in San Francisco. We have reached peak JV. Talking about himself. So, Sean, <laughs> what is happening to Kevin Durant? I... <laughs> so, Kevin Durant, at this point... uh He's only been hurt for about a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I think he got hurt on uh, the 9th of May. Mm-hmm. You'll be listening to this on the 22nd. So, okay, almost two weeks now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's – okay, so let's let's expand on the other things that are going on. Well, can I, let's talk a yeah. little bit about tiny telephone. Oh, okay. First. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, can I read you some some people who have recorded at John Vanderslice's uh studio yeah. in San Francisco? In case, in case you're not yeah. familiar with this. Uh Bob Mould. Mhm. Um Death Cab for Cutie. Deerhoof. Explosions in the Sky. Uh King Tough. The Magnetic Fields, Mark Kozilek slash Sun Kill Moon. I believe we've talked about him on the show. Mike Watt, Mira, The Mountain Goats, Not a Surf, <laughs> Rogue Wave, Sleater Kenny, Shannon and the Clams, Sunny and the Sunsets, Spoon, Telekinesis, The Thermals, and Tune Yards. Wow. Now, uh, and. You know, if if you're listening, hello to our friends in uh, King Tough and Sunny in the Sunsets. Yeah, and also Friend, bands band friends of the John Vanderslice, who I've <laughs> met several times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, question though, what is I want to get before we get to what's going on with Kevin Durant? I want to ask. What is Kevin Durant recording? Can we try and guess that first? <laughs> do you do you think it's it's he's got it? it I, he's gonna be making another uh, rap song. That's what I think. But there are there are rap studios in the Bay Area. This is not really a rap studio. Is point part of the point I'm getting? At. Right, right, right. You know what I mean. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Does he have a band? That's my question. Does Kevin Durant have a band we don't know about? I think that Kevin Durant, uh, from what I hear, uh, constantly goes to record stores and buys lots of records. Mm -hmm. So he... I don't I don't know what that means necessarily, Mm -hmm. but I, I can see I can see a connection with him thinking it would be cool to record a tiny telephone, despite it not necessarily being uh, did like I tell his you, genre. Did I say Boz Skaggs? He's also recorded a tiny Boz telephone. Skaggs. Yeah. <laughs> and then add to that list uh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. <laughs> first album, The Servant, recorded at Tiny Telephone Studios in San Francisco. Look, here's what I think is actually going on. Okay. Do you think it's possible... That Kevin Durant, famously, we've decided, has a uh, Eugene Landy situation going on with uh, his manager, Rich Kleinman, right? We have said that in the past. 
Yes. yes. For those of you uh, who don't know, that's our working theory. Eugene Landy is the brainwashed doctor who was uh, the psychiatrist for Brian Wilson, the crazy beach boy, uh, mm. who brainwashed him. But I have a working theory here. Do you think it's possible? They are in the Bay Area. Mm. That they've booked a studio recording session because Rich Kleiman has brought in Dr. Phil Towel. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Who, I guess I have to explain who that is now. Dr. Phil Towel is uh, Metallica's... Uh It's Metallica's... uh, what was his title? <laughs> I don't. He. I mean, he's their therapist. When <laughs> but they, he was when a Metallica performance a coach, I believe. Right. I think. Yeah. The right. <laughs> uh, but in the documentary <laughs> about the making of the Metallica album Saint Anger, uh, uh-huh. Doctor Phil Towel is Metallica's. Yeah, he's perf- he's a performance enhancement coach. Um, who is also giving Metallica um, group therapy sessions on the reg uh-huh. in the documentary Some Kind of Monster. Yeah. Uh, which takes place entirely in the Bay Area. He appears to sort of be... And there are moments where Dr. Phil Towel, he definitely wants to be a rock star himself and is, like, giving notes on studio sessions of Metallica and like wearing a leather jacket and pretending he's in the band. And also if I believe right is charging them $200,000 a month. Is that right? I think, I think that's right. (laughs) It is. It is so amazing to me that this was released by the band. It was like they got locked into some unbreakable contract where they're like, look, we're promoting St. Anger. We have to make this documentary. All right, Sean, I'm on Dr. Phil Tal's website right now. Yes. Okay. Uh, do you want to <laughs> there, there are a couple of uh, um, testimonials about Dr. Phil Tal. Do you want to hear one? Please. I'm only going to read the good one. It's from Kirk Hammett of Metallica. <laughs> And the quote is, if Lennon and McCartney had Phil, the Beatles would never have broken up. I would I would love to see a some kind of monster about the Beatles. But anyway, back we're talking. Do you think this is my theory? My theory is Rich Kleiman and Kevin Durant have hired Dr. Phil Towel Metallica's. Uh uh, Metallica's scam performance enhancing doctor, uh-huh. and that's why they're going to a recording studio in the Bay Area. Because that's where they they do the. He's getting a. It's a. It's an athletic performance coach. Do you think? Oh no! Or they're, is it group therapy for him and Rich? It's it's just singular therapy for Kevin Durant. Oh oh! It's oh, just more brainwashing. It's more brainwash work. Oh, it's like yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to right right because you can't. Like you have to switch it up a little bit. It's interval brainwashing, is right. what. <laughs> so basically, what? what I'm saying is, John Vanderslice, you're the only man who can save Kevin Durant. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, like we need to send him one of those an information sheet of like, how do you tell when someone is being held against their will? How are they going to try to communicate <laughs> to that with like? 
eye movements. <laughs> uh, Rich Kleiman talking at length about Kevin Durant. Uh, uh, yeah, we should play that right now, right? Oh, yeah, let's play it. Uh, to get into, look, here is Rich Kleiman, Kevin Durant's weird brainwash manager, <laughs> uh, talking about uh, the other thing Kevin Durant did this week. Your client, Kevin, will <laughs> Kevin will he will get in there and he will mix it up and he will make his opinion known and and you know there's a school of thought. Well, stay out of it. Don't get yourself involved. But he is you know a person and he is a young person online and and uh, you know as someone who works with him, how do you feel about that? That he gets in there and mixes it up sometimes. I love it. You do. Yep. Yeah. Because I know enough to know that that doesn't represent anything more than what it is. And Kevin has every right to engage and communicate and have fun and banter because, like, I think we all do it to a degree. He's just, it's magnified, and it's something that he likes to do. And I don't want to ever feel like my position as his manager means that I have the right to tell him that he shouldn't do something or be a certain way. Like, he's a 31-year-old man who's built this, or 30-year-old man who's built this incredible enterprise for himself. We have honest conversations, but never would I call him and say, like, that's such a bad thing to do for your brand. Sean, how do you feel about that quote about Kevin Durant's social media from Dr. Rich Klein? <laughs> it... It feels like something that Rich Kleiman is specifically encouraging. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the way he talks about it, the the way he the way he is describing this behavior is like you describing someone, you know, their their first year away from home mm -hmm. at college, and then he's like, you know, he's just like any other thirty one year old guy. <laughs> Let's get, in, let's on the get, get into a child, the comments on a 15-year-old's Instagram and just mix which it up. Is a re, which is a regram of a Bleacher Report <laughs> quote. <laughs> I guess let's talk about that one first. Okay. So yeah. some some <laughs> Instagram account called gsw.allday all posted uh -huh. a Bleacher Report graphic about the Warriors that was a quote from Seth Curry where he, Seth Curry said, they move around faster when KD's not out there. They're definitely not a better team, but they're harder to guard. And then uh -huh. GSW.AllDay said, is Seth Curry speaking facts? Question mark. And uh, Kevin Durant commented, hell no. Uh, but don't so worry, funny. he wasn't done. No, no. Minutes later on Instagram, uh, an account called Warriors Talk. I also very quickly want to point out, I'm a Golden State Warriors fan, and I don't even follow these accounts. Right. Um, but Warriors Talk said, the Warriors win 110-99 to 99 and take a commanding 3-0 series lead against the Blazers. And then some just regular fan posted... Doubt us without KD, doubt Curry, Clay, and Dre, and keep thinking Milwaukee is better. Y'all doubters and haters will see. Which is, I would say, not even really a shot at Kevin Durant. It is definitely at not all. a shot at Kevin all Durant. All he's saying is, is, like, don't doubt 
he, he's only celebrating the other three guys. And and arguably, when he's saying, and keep thinking Milwaukee is better, he's complimenting KD again. Yeah, and then Kevin Durant replied to that <laughs> comment. Very deci- divisive, Mikey. Let's celebrate this win, win as Dub Nation. Fuck wrong with you. Uh, so he really... Here's what needs to happen. He really song. stuck it to M. Jack has. John Vanderslice needs to get this man in a studio ASAP because he's got to get... He's He's got... he's Clearly something's bottled up that he's got to get out. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> what if the reason he booked it is because he wants to write a diss track about the Doubt Us With KD guy? Mike Yeah, G. yeah. He <laughs> wants to Mike J, uh M Jacquez twenty three thirty. He has twenty four followers. He's posted nineteen times and he has a private account. But and very divisive, Mikey. Very incredible. <laughs> Just stop. I mean, look. <laughs> Rich Kleiman, stop this. <laughs> uh he also he also responded to uh Chris Broussard. Oh right, I forgot about that one. You know what though? I'm pro dunking on Chris Broussard. Yeah, Dunk how- all day on Chris Broussard. The problem is not even him being online. It's that <laughs> Again, the guy had 24 followers. <laughs> Did not say anything bad anyway, but even if he had, it would have been wildly inappropriate. But it also just, like, wasn't a comment challenging him at all. And then <laughs> no. it's like, and then this. It sounded this, like, I'm going to say, I think that guy a, was a fan of KD. In I fact, bet he loves because KD. Because he did not say, we're better without KD, which he I'm sure 10,000 people commenting on that did, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he was just like, doubt us without KD. These guys are great. Uh, also, the Warriors are better than everyone. And then KD is like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. All right. We've buried the lead too long, though. Yes, yes, um, yes. But also, hey, if anyone listening to this, uh, I mean, I could look John Vanderslice. If Kevin Durant comes in, we want to hear what he did. <laughs> or yeah. if anyone who, if anyone out there works at Tiny Telephone, uh-huh. I want to hear what Kevin Durant was recording. You don't even have to like. You don't give us the recording, obviously, but no, tell no, us no. what he was recording. That's all I want to know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do it anonymously. You don't even have to tell us. We wherever you got the information, we don't care. God, what if he's what if he's recording like a mountain goat style like Oh, like a a concept album like No, that? like a diary song. You know what I mean? Like Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like real it's like basic or it's a you know what? Sunkill Moon is even better. It's like somebody sadly playing the guitar while he like sings out of his diary. Like Mikey made me sad, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the ballad of Dre and KD. All right. Um. <laughs> and Vasquez twenty three thirty. You might find yourself on uh, something Pitchfork will review. <laughs> um. 
let's talk about Magic Johnson, though. Yes. <laughs> so, the Lakers... Yeah, so this... <laughs> they... <laughs> They've hired Frank Vogel. Yes. (laughs) They have scheduled a press conference Mm -hmm. on Monday at like noon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To introduce Frank Vogel, get everybody excited about the season. Uh, But before that happened, Magic Magic Johnson Johnson went on first take. Which, from like the Lakers organization perspective, I would say that's the worst possible show for him mm-hmm. to go on. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> it was the worst possible show for him to go on. Uh, but guess what he did on there, Sean? Uh, he I... named fucking names, baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. He went after. The uh, the Lakers COO yes. and more importantly, Rob Palenka. Yes. Yeah, so also the, kind yeah. of implied that Jeannie didn't know what she was doing. Right. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> uh, the Lakers also claim that Rob Palenka and Magic Johnson talked on the phone for like an hour on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Like two days before. Yeah, Rob Palenka said that. Oh, yeah. Rob Palenka was like, acted like he was shocked. Look, here's, we should get into this first. So, basically, Magic Johnson went after Rob Palenka saying he was constantly shit-talking him and trying to stab him in the back, correct? That's basically what Magic said? That is what he said. He He said that... Yeah, and I think it's and what, funny because what what Magic seems to be talking about, I think, is what we kind of already knew, mm-hmm. which was that uh, Rob Palenka was constantly walking around the office saying, huh, where is Magic Johnson? Well, it wasn't there, right? I, that's not what I read what Magic was saying. So Magic was, what Magic to me implied <laughs> was that he started hearing that he didn't work hard from within his friends at the Lakers. And he was like, yeah, whatever. Rob Palenka can keep saying whatever. But then he started uh-huh. hearing the same stuff from people outside of the Lakers oh. and like friends in business, like outside of basketball, even people would be like, so magic. I hear you're not working hard at the Lakers. Uh, like Rob Polanco was going around telling everyone Magic was lazy and sucked at his job, and that's what yeah. really bothered Magic. Yeah, I think it's fair. Also, uh, that was an awesome move going on TV early, and uh, the entire press conference was just people asking Rob Polanco questions about Magic and, Johnson and ignoring Frank Vogel. <laughs> it was. I think this was actually the worst day the Lakers have had in a long, long time. Like, this was worse than all the other shitty stuff that's been going on. You know what I mean? It does seem worse, right? (laughs) Because, like, this was supposed to be the new start. Yeah. Yeah, it's the new coach. We brought him out. Oh, Magic also said Phil... And the Rambuses are very involved in Genie's decision making. Yes. <laughs> um, 
Which, like, just bring in Phil then. Yes, and like also, Phil is I mean, no less of a disaster higher than Jason Kidd. Right, 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 exactly. Like, just hire him in a Jerry West role. Just trot out all these assholes. Like, who cares? <laughs> uh, the other thing Magic clearly had a problem with was the uh, COO. He's, Magic wanted to fire Luke Walton, and apparently the COO was friends with Luke Walton and wouldn't let him. Uh-huh. Um, this guy's name is Tim Harris. Yeah. Um, And also, didn't he... The the story is that the 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 bus siblings are also angling for more power and larger that roles. That is kind of what magic implied, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with the old Lakers, but luckily Uh-huh. There is one guy. Look, if you're a Laker fan out there, uh somebody did have a message for you that should steady the ship, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, I don't know if you heard their new coach, Frank Vogel. Uh, he did record a message for Lakers fans. Uh, should we play that right now? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and look, we do a lot of audio bits on this show. And I want to point out that this clip here is real. The Lakers Twitter account actually tweeted this. We did not do anything to this. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's up, Lakers fans? Coach Frank Vogel here, uh, full of enthusiasm and positive energy about what we can be as a basketball team. I know we've had some rough years, but our future is bright, and uh, can't wait to get to work. Sean, if you were a Laker fan, would that message give you more hope? That that would give me less hope, Joey. What do you? What do you? How do you feel? Uh, it is the most depressing message I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. It is, he, look, I don't know, look, I haven't listened to it yet without the without the video component, but I'm going to tell you in the video component, Frank Vogel's eyes are completely and totally dead. And it appears he just got his teeth capped or whitened or something. They are bl like Tony Robbins' teeth, <laughs> but with dead eyes. It's very uh -huh, troubling. Uh -huh. uh, it l appears... Like a, it looks like he's being held hostage by like uh, a cosmetic dentist. <laughs> His look has changed so much since he was in Indiana, don't you think? Yes. He used to look young. I mean, he is young. He doesn't look young. He doesn't anymore. <laughs> just, I guess that's just what moving to Orlando does. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why he was willing to just take a three-year deal with the Lakers, where he'd be like, I would be out of Florida. I wouldn't ever have to go back. Um, I want to do something, though, Sean. Yes. We have a lot of Lakers fans that listen to this show. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of friends who are Lakers fans. Yeah. I'm going to take that audio... I don't know what I'm going to do to it yet, but I'm going to cut Frank Vogel into something that will make Lakers fans hopefully feel better. I love it. So that's a great idea. Let's, let's play that right now. What's up, Lakers fans? Coach Frank Vogel here. I just, it always seem to hit me in the middle of the night. 
right. I know we've had some rough years, but our future is bright. And uh, can't wait to get to work. Full of enthusiasm and positive energy about what we can be as a basketball team. Stop whining the audience! All right, our last piece of news, Sean. Dwight Powell. Yes. Um, turned down a $10 million player option? Why would Dwight Powell do that? The I center really... for the Dallas, the the dreaded Dallas Mavericks. The the foul, yeah. Look, Official Mark enemies Cuban, of the podcast. Mark Cuban, to be the worst team owner in Texas when Tillman Fertitta is there is upsetting. Mm-hmm. Like, worst mm-hmm. behaved. Because he's... Uh, you're gross. Terrible. Dude. Total fraud, too. Yeah. <laughs> and what he made his money selling broadcast.com. Mm-hmm. So like pirating radio stations on the internet, basically. Mm-hmm. And well, great. A lot of great stuff though. Icerocket.com, that search engine. Cyberdust. Cyberdust. Uh <laughs> The show, what was the show called? The Benefactor? Yeah, that sounds right. Boy, um, he's he's done it all, Joey. Look, he's, uh, he's the richest shark. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, so I would say that this has to be some kind of cap manipulating uh, scam. scam. Right? Like, he's going to sign... Dwight Powell was really good this year, too, by the way. For Dwight Powell. Like... Uh-huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Well, it's, it's like a weird thing that the Mavs uh, specialize in, too, is these, like, kind of long-range developmental center prospects. Yeah. And um, yet they always sign some not one of these guys they always like spend their money on deandre jordan <laughs> yeah exactly like, well we've got dwight powell we've we've got, got Max- maxi kleber <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. uh we actually you know we've gotten sing to the point where you know he's he's actually playable for a couple minutes at a time we're gonna give deandre jordan 22 million dollars <laughs> uh let's get chris Kamen up in this pitch <laughs> Do you think Dwight Powell actually is just overrating his own value here because he had a pretty good year? I mean, it could be. And I mean, it's to me, it just seems like getting $10 million for one year is great. And then you get to become a free agent again. Um, I guess there's a lot of teams who have the ability to spend money this summer. Maybe that's part of it. Yeah. Does he maybe want like a four year deal for eight or something? Uh, in, in over this, and that's why he's turning it down. Oh, like more for thirty-two or yeah. something. Yeah, that. I, well, I mean, I think that's got to be the theory. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't. I mean, I guess that's the thing. He would probably be taking. Yeah, he's not going to get a multi-year deal at like ten million per. Right. But maybe it's like, yeah, I, I I can lock in three for twenty-five. Yeah, or something like that. And that makes sense. Well, uh, good luck, Dwight Powell. I hope you're out of that organization. Even though, again, we love Luca, um, yeah. but I wish you the worst, buddy. Don't um, care. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, should we talk about the playoffs? Let's talk about the playoffs. It's the NBA playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Basketball for humans. We're going to be championship. Data for robots. Both teams play hard, my man. Both teams played hard. All right, Sean. The Golden State Warriors came back on the Blazers again to win in overtime and sweep your Portland Trailblazers. America's team, the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, it was weird. Okay, I'm not Look, that I saw the- this happening, and that's why I didn't want people to continue saying Blazers in six. I wanted a more exciting series. Yeah. But every time somebody said Blazers in six to me, I saw they're going to get swept. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I I was more worried in game two. I was basically confident the entire time in game three and game four that the Warriors would eventually win. Uh, but you know what? I I, like Draymond Green was great, whatever. Like, we'll talk about the Warriors another day. Let's talk yeah, yeah. about the Blazers, though. Yeah. Um. Is this was this week the greatest week in Myers Leonard's life? I mean, I think it was great. I mean, I I just can't remember him ever playing like that before. And uh I mean, he was he scored 25 points in the first half of game 4. That's like mind-blowing. He never scored 25 points in college, I believe, or in a half in college. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I don't. Honestly, I'm not that familiar with him. college, too, I believe they said. It was his career yeah. high in both the NBA and college. Which seems wild, considering he was the 11th pick in the draft. But uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is a great, he got a great body. I mean, it's a. It's a cosmetic body, though, you know? I'm I'm just saying. (laughs) Camera loves him. Uh, Yeah, no, he was incredible. And I'm not even... I'm not trying to even take anything away from Myers Leonard. I just... Even according to people... Like, my Blazer fan friends, usually what I'll hear is, like, he seems like a really nice guy. He had a tough upbringing. But no one's like, he's very good at basketball. They need to play him more minutes. (laughs) Although in game four, I, I down the stretch, I was like, why aren't they giving Myers Leonard the rock? <laughs> Mr. Dependable. Words have no answer for him. Look, I Does will Dame say. Lillard shoot? <laughs> look, here's what I'll say as someone who was rooting against him. Uh-huh. Um, I still was a little more scared when Zach Collins would come in than when Myers Leonard would come in. If that makes sense. I know it doesn't make sense because Zach Collins was playing, was having maybe the worst series any player has ever had from just like a luck standpoint. (laughs) Well, he just, he just couldn't stop fouling. But a lot of those fouls were like not being called on anyone but Zach Collins. Like, do you know what I mean? (laughs) Well, yeah, but I mean, the other fundamental thing about, about Zach Collins is that he, He's like he's like white Javale. Yeah, he yeah. just jumps <laughs> constantly, and it's just like when when you play against certain players and certain teams, like 
I think Zach Collins probably fouled on a three-point shot in every game, maybe, <laughs> which is crazy. Like, Sure. I just mean for the long term. I uh, I understand what you're saying about, <laughs> like, the there's nothing in Myers Leonard's career that would necessarily make you think that this could happen. Mm-hmm. But but once it was happening, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he didn't cool off really. At I don't all. know. I just was like the whole time it was happening. I was like, I mean, maybe they'll win this game, but there's just if they won this game with him playing this way, it's still a loss for Blazers fans just because this is the guy they hate the most. It's like when, um, who's a good example of this? It, it, you know what? It's exactly like this. In fact, in the early two thousands, when Troy Murphy would be the best warrior, it would make me furious. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, well, there was some, at halftime, there was some stat where someone, I can't remember who tweeted it, but it was like, strange but true fact. The Blazers are 0 4 when Myers Leonard <laughs> scores more than 20 points. And it's like, yeah, no shit. Myers Leonard scoring 20 points means that something has gone terribly wrong. Like someone's hurt. We fell behind by 30 in the first half. Like, Okay, Sean, and there's yeah, another he, important question I have about this game that I've been meaning yeah. to... I've been waiting two days to ask you. Okay. Clay Thompson basically uh-huh. wins the game by shooting a three off of a jump ball. Yes. <laughs> has your opinion changed about jump balls based on that one play? Um, No, they're still trash. They've been really bad in the playoffs this year, too. That was, that was really tight, though, that Clay just did that. I was actually surprised. Well, I wasn't actually, but it's funny. I mean, jump balls are just unfair. But that being said, if you have uh, like a, a a a forceful jump ball taker who's willing to uh, disrespect the guidelines of a jump ball, like Draymond Green, mm-hmm. uh, it's a good guy to have. You know what I mean? Like that's that's why like. Chris Paul's not going to win any jump balls anymore, but it's sort of okay that he's there because it's like, well, at least he's willing to cheat. Like he did win that jump ball. Yeah, he did. He He stole it from Stephen Curry. Yeah. (laughs) So, so yeah, like, like I don't like that. It can be manipulated by goons, but sometimes it's your goon. You know what I mean? All right. Um, the Blazers signed Terry Stotts to an extension today, and mm. they're talking to Damian Lillard about signing him to the Supermax right now. How yes. do you feel about these signings? Uh, Terry Stotts seems great. Like, <laughs> Yeah, what's I, not to love about Terry Stotts? He's like if Rick Carlisle was a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's been there for seven years. Just a solid good coach. Good. <laughs> they're, they're almost always better than people think they're going to be. I think he's been there for at least three seasons where people were like, huh, the Blazers are really good. <laughs> they get the the three seed out of nowhere. Here's the thing about Terry Stotts, though. Terry Stotts does not get his due as being one of the NBA's best coaches because he looks like he's going to sell a monorail to you. 
it I really think that there is something to be said for all of that. <laughs> he looks like a door to door vacuum cleaner salesman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's why I think the look of a coach in a crucial situation can sometimes inspire confidence or at least comfort, mm-hmm. which I believe might be the primary reason Larry Brown did not win really that many championships mm-hmm. because you'd look <laughs> at him on the sidelines and he's just dying over something. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, he looks, he looks pained. Like I actually, you know, well, what? he probably has, has heart pills that he takes. I, I'm going to say Mike Malone's best skill as a coach is just looking like that. Oh, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, nobody's going to fuck with that guy's team. He looks like the white guy in a Spike Lee movie. <laughs> Meanwhile, his team is, like, melting down every second of the fourth quarter. <laughs> but he's sitting there just cold as ice, baby. <laughs> There's, like, four overtimes, but they look over the bench and they're like, Coach Coach knows what he's doing. <laughs> Yoga is about to drop dead of heart failure for every playing his 58th minute. <laughs> Mike Malone's like, no, 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 no. I'm saving Plumley for the fifth overtime. Um, all right, let's say goodbye. Oh, goodbye to the Blazers, Sean. Yes. Goodbye, Blazers. What should they do next year? Well, they're going to... I mean, I think Dame's extension, while uh, big money doesn't actually affect their cap for like a year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan Turner's deal's got to expire at some point, right? <laughs> no, they only have they all the deals they basically signed three years ago. So it's the last year of Evan Turner, the last year of Myers Leonard, the last year of Mo Harkless, um, and Aminu is a free agent this year. Um, I thought he was still good, was just in a terrible shooting slump. Like, Mm-hmm. They just they just didn't play him at all. They should bring him back though. Yeah, right. Um, it seems like it would just be mutually. I mean, I have I have no idea how much anyone's going to make, but it just seems like you should just bring him back. Like he has never he's had way more success in Portland than anywhere else. Um, I would trade Mo Harkless. Um, oh, with with the year left, I think he probably yeah. makes like. What does Mo Harkless make? Like, it's like, it's seven, like 10 or right? 9 or yeah. something, right? Yeah. Like, just give that money to Rodney Hood and start Rodney Hood in that position, actually. And I know, look, that's a dangerous game. <laughs> I've said it before because he's Jeff fucking Green, but uh-huh. uh, just having a guy who can shoot in that position will help the Blazers uh, immensely, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I feel like Terry Stotts also realize that because he played a lot by yeah. the end of the series. Um, and I like yeah. Mo Harkless. He's just ill-suited for the role the Blazers need him to be in, in my opinion. IMO. No, they need um, another shoot. He just... Yeah, if they can if they can do anything to, to get off that... It's not like he's, like, wildly overpaid either. No. But he's, um... He doesn't seem like he's like an amazing athlete either. So it's like it he doesn't it doesn't seem like he is the defensive player that yeah. they need. It seems Whereas, like he's pretty 
just average at everything, which is actually fine. It's that's a good rotation player in the NBA. It's, it's he's just, just wrong for what the Blazers need, I think. Right, because um, a, the thing is, like, uh, even though Evan Turner is also an imperfect small forward, he still does more things than Mo Harkless yeah. and is just as big, I think. But yeah, the look, the reason the Blazers lose to the Warriors every single year is because the Blazers just leave Mo Harkless and Aminu wide open. Uh, yeah, constantly. Um, and Aminu's defense, I think, is good enough where, um, and the way their cap situation is, you might as well just bring him back. But like Harkless isn't enough of a plus on the other end to be able to counteract that. And you just can't have two of those guys. Um, right, 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 right. And yeah. also well, Dame rules. Um. CJ was really good these playoffs. Uh, I have not been kind to CJ in the past, but uh, I mean, you might as well keep him unless you can get like Bradley Beal or something. Right, right, right. I just don't see the guy that CJ McCollum's going to get you to make the team markedly better. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I, I, I just think that. I mean, they could they could do some stuff this off season, but I kind of feel like they're better off just hanging out. Like, like there's nothing wrong with being the eighth best team in the NBA every year. Well, and, not, and I mean, and I'm saying that not in the West, in the NBA. There's nothing wrong with being the eight, uh, the one of the ten best teams in the NBA every year. There really is. Yeah. To me, it also kind of seems like. Uh, they probably have like one extra center, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just they not not that any all of those guys have stuff they can do too. I mean, like well, Myers, whatever. Myers is their starting center now. Is their starting center now? But yeah, they have Nurkic. They have Zach Collins. Uh, I mean, Cantor you know. is out of their price range now. I think. I think so too. Weirdly, I mean, I think he'd be happy there, but. He's going to get to go to a place where he can uh, play more, I would yeah. say. Uh, but he, I bet he I bet he keeps... The Charlotte Hornets. That is where <laughs> Enos Cantor will be starting as a center, I, be- I bet. Oh, fantastic. I love it. <laughs> Finally getting Kemba the help he needs. Uh, I don't know if Kemba's going to be there, but we'll talk about that <laughs> another day. Uh, the Raptors tied it up, Sean. Yes. Uh, we have a series on our hands, and this is bad for both of these teams. <laughs> it definitely is. If just one of them was... Because the Golden State Warriors are going to have 11 days off to get healthy while these bastards fight it out tooth and nail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's... They're going to be playing at least until Saturday. Yeah. And it starts and on it... Thursday. Yeah, game seven would be Monday night. Yeah. And uh Joey, have you noticed any particular players looking fatigued? Uh yeah, the old ones. <laughs> um 
Uh, George Hill, maybe a little bit. Uh, <laughs> George, George Hill seems to have lost a little bit of momentum. Weirdly, uh, and- the hundred-year-old guys the Raptors have did not look bad tonight. Well, Danny Green didn't look great, but Abaka uh, ruled. Yes, uh, and Marcus Gasol pretty good. Seventeen, seven, and five. I mean, he Marc was. Gasol. He was. He was absolutely great in game three and here it was like he was still pretty good yeah um, but the bucks uh a lot of those guys looked gassed i mean in particular i would say that uh <laughs> george hill <laughs> george hill um i mean eric was just looked so bad. pretty gassed man too brooke lopez also was not but I mean, he was look, better. But this but series like, is coming down to Eric Bledsoe blowing ass. Yeah, that that is the main thing that's happening because <laughs> because like George Hill and Malcolm Brogdon are great guys to have off the bench, but it's not like I mean they lost a game where those guys had like forty something combined points in mm-hmm. game three. It's like you just can't expect them to bail you out. Uh, yeah, Bledsoe two two of seven. He just his outside shot is just terrible right he now. He has fucking sucked. Yeah. Um. And it's, they signed him to a pretty long extension. <laughs> four years and seventy million dollars. Yes. Um. You know, and and Miritich, I think, has just not really been getting super clean looks from three, mm-hmm. and has been kind of better when he takes it inside, but I mean, the bucks are just basically look, I've said it before. I'll say it uh-huh. again. The bucks need to play DJ Wilson more. Just get a young athlete in there. A guy, a, a bigger guy who can shoot, uh, who can shoot and dunk. You know what <laughs> I mean? Really run around some screens, just like really chase old, old man, Abaka. Like right. just for like 10 minutes a game, even. Yeah, because the Bucks rotation is basically down to eight guys right now. Yeah. Um, and it does feel well, like, yeah, I, sorry, nine guys. I'm sorry. They play Pat Connaughton a yeah. fair amount. Pat Connaughton actually should also be playing more in IMO. He got killed today, sure, but, but yes. <laughs> he's Look, he's been a revelation these playoffs. Uh, Seth Curry, Pat Connaughton, these are your big your big playoff money winners. Uh-huh. Uh Myers Leonard, I guess. <laughs> uh yeah. Ennis Cantor. These are the guys who made themselves actual money in this playoffs. Uh-huh. uh Norman Powell, once again, very good. Playoff Powell, yeah. as we like to he's call just, him around. He's here. just fearless. He's playing uh much better defense than I expected, but he's just also I've always thought he was great mm-hmm. though. Uh it's awesome. Yeah, this game was won by Norman Powell, Serge Ibaka, and Fred Van Vliet just yeah. kicking hey, ass. Hey, Fred Van Vliet, welcome to the playoffs. This was yeah. your first game in the playoffs ever, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it is funny. So he is crediting. Um, you know, he had that. He had a rough game, game three, where he hit one big three and then missed like all of his other shots, mm-hmm. and uh, and then his. His his child was born on Monday, mm-hmm. and then he he came back to to go three of three from the three point line. Uh, he was plus twenty five. 
you know, the the thing they like about him is he basically just never really turns it over to. Right. But um, the ESPN headline was Van Vliet shot reborn after birth of second child. That is gross. Yeah, because it I would say it implies that he like ate a placenta. <laughs> it's like that's what we look. We've done a bad job this playoffs, I think, actually, uh-huh. though. We still barely talk about Kawhi Leonard, who has oh, yeah. been the best player in the playoffs, I think. Yes. He's playing on one leg. It, uh, yeah, it, <laughs> it looks like he... Okay, so it's not, there's nothing definitive about what has been wrong with Kawhi, mm-hmm. but the general feeling is he has that same injured quad he had last year. Mm-hmm. And Which he means has, he's like, going to sit out next year. Well, he he apparently <laughs> has a degenerative thing on his tendon, mm-hmm. which is why the Raptors were playing him like sixty games this year. Um. So, you know, when he's playing heavy, heavy minutes, where he guards Giannis Antetokounmpo mm-hmm. on one end and then uh, handles the ball for like sixteen seconds of the shot clock on the other end, uh, he is starting to drag, but mm-hmm. is still just getting it done. Uh, yeah, he's fucking ruled, dude. Um, he He's just, he's just so automatic in certain situations too. Just, uh, you know, he, he only took like 13 shots tonight, but you know, he ended up with 19 points. He had four steals. He had two blocks. It feels like jumping really hurts him, and he's still like dunking on people and blocking shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they blew him out enough that you know he only had to play thirty-four super. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Kawhi's been awesome. Um, hopefully we'll have uh our Raptor. Um, our Raptor correspondent on here pretty soon to talk about this. Um, the one and only Katie Heindel. But uh, that's all we've got to say. I love that we've got a series on our hands. But, Sean, that's been our show. What do you want to plug? Uh, yeah, if you're in Los Angeles, come see the Everything Report live on Wednesday night at the clubhouse at 8 o'clock. Um, did you write a Luka Doncic song today? I did not, but I did. Uh, well, Joey, I went to um, I went to the Beatles. I friend of the pod, Doctor uh, Phil Tell, <laughs> a Ringo Starr, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, look, I I sent him a letter. He felt bad about not autographing uh, an album I had mm-hmm. sent to him. Oh, and do I have to play that clip? You don't. You don't have to, but. You know, people should know that Ringo. I'm gonna play that clip right now. Hold on. (laughs) Here's Ringo Starr explaining not to send him things because it uh, he won't sign them anymore. Uh, If you listen to the best show, you've heard this a hundred times. I'm sorry, but (laughs) you're gonna hear it again. This is a serious message to everybody watching my update right now. Peace and love. Peace and love. I want to tell you, please, after 
the 20th of October. Do not send fan mail to any address that you have. Nothing will be signed after the 20th of October. If that has a date on the envelope, it's going to be tossed. I'm warning you with peace and love, but I have too much to do. So no more fan mail. Thank you, thank you. And no objects to be signed. Nothing. Uh, anyway, peace and love, peace and love. Also, if you don't listen to The Best Show with Tom Sharpling, listen to The Best Show with Tom Sharpling. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the best. Uh, also, if you know Tom Sharpling, uh, get him on our show. We would love to talk to him. All mm-hmm. right, back to Ringo, Sean. What did you do with Ringo here? Uh, well, he felt bad about not signing the album, and he reached out to me. He loves the podcast, and he said, is there anything I can do to make up for not signing the thing? Mm-hmm. And so we uh, got together, and he licensed me uh, this Beatles song. Oh, great. I it's thought Michael called... Jackson owned these songs. <laughs> I, I think the after that documentary, um, the estate didn't want them anymore. Yeah, the the Beatles songs were canceled. Okay, great. Uh-huh, yeah. Um. And Ringo was like, "I will sign some stuff um, if you give me the rights to that." He just owns <laughs> some of the songs. Okay, great. Um, it's called it's called I'm only sweeping. Okay, great. Well, that is hopefully playing at some point when we're talking. As for me, you can always follow me on Twitter. At Frankie Muniz, where on 42914, I tweeted, I am buying the Los Angeles Clippers. <laughs> and then he- exactly one month later, 52914, I tweeted, I'm happy to say that it wasn't me that overpaid for the Clippers by $1.5 billion. <laughs> <laughs> Trust the process. Trust the process. Uh, shut it down. Let's all uh, go visit performance doctor Phil Towel and get our heads checked out. <laughs> when Boogie got hurt early in the playoffs, Draymond Green needs a day off when Andre Iguodala strained his calf. Trailed by 15. In the first half, in the first half, players tired, watch for Myers, left step open for three, they're only sweeping. Everybody thought the dubs were loaded, but then Katie's. Half exploded, all the bench rotations went to hell. Had to lean on Jordan Bell. What the hell? Damien Jones got a start, a curb ran fire. But after all, they're only sweeping. Keeping an eye on the Curry's wearing their split jerseys. They're rooting for Steph, but the coaching staff gets rolling sevens. They even played Jacob Evans. Give the ball to Dre, step bombs away, 
And after all, they're only sleeping. Keep an eye on the Portland small market energy. Blaming the rest. Dames says Portland would have won with Nurkic. Zach Collins fouls. Cantus Turkic when Dame tried to take the winning shot. Draymond Green got the block. What a swat. Quinn Cook's puny can't stop loony. Bogut got a jam. They're only sweeping. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.